brought to you by Sonic Drive-In. Drive into your nearest Sonic location for the Super Sonic Double Stack Cheeseburger. For a limited time only at Sonic. Mmm, Sonic. All right, you heard the man. It's time for a three-pointer here. Now that the first-round series is done, Wolf, seems like a good time. We'll just keep this We'll keep this simple. And again, we're going to take calls in about a half hour to get uh, listeners' thoughts on all this, too. But just things you learn. Your biggest takeaways, your three biggest takeaways about the Phoenix Suns, a team we still don't know enough about because they've only played 13 games with Kevin Durant. Your three biggest takeaways from that first-round series against the Clippers. You ready? I am ready. All right. You go first. Okay. Whammo! Seven, Booker, and one. All right, I'm going to start big. Kevin Durant is every bit as good and as um, powerful, I should say, as advertised. Yes, 31 points last night. He's just kind of quietly putting up 28, 29, 30, 31 every night. But it's not just that. It's the impact on his teammates. And how many times have we had the conversation, who does does KD's arrival help most? Is it DeAndre Ayton? Is it Chris Paul? Is somebody off the bench? You know, it might just be Devin Booker. <laughs> Can you believe it? Because they can't cover Devin Booker. Not like they could all that well before this, but what are you going to do when you still have to keep an eye on Kevin Durant? Okay, that's good, Luke. Not bad. Um, I'm going to start with this. My first point of Suns three-pointers got to be the Suns better find their defensive mojo. Rebounding was still a problem at times in this series, and if the Suns don't get on top of this soon, it will cost them games in the playoffs. Hopefully not a series, but a game here or there is likely they allow too many uncontested shots, layups as well. They've got to get better on the defensive end of the floor, and that starts with DeAndre Aiden. That's my first point of Suns three-pointer. Played back 14-footer is two points. Dynamite. Would you say they need to rebound that basketball? Yeah, I did. I didn't say that part, but I... But it was implied? Yeah. You didn't do the clapping or anything? No. I still doubt the validity of this cheer. Because just logistically, are you doing the cheer while the ball's in the air? Yeah, Why are no, you cheering you're, no, for you're a doing rebound? it on the sideline. But but what if there isn't a rebound to be had? Like yeah, what if somebody should dribble? There's the ball always the court? a rebound out there. You know what? You're encouraging the boys to get out there and rebound that basketball. <laughs> rebound that basketball. But I, that feels like a specific cheer that would have to be done while the ball no. did, Wolf, the or, did Luke just forfeit his second point of Suns three points? I, 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 I have my second point. I have my second point right there. Okay. Oh, you do have we, we don't we still don't know enough about the bench. We still don't have a finalized, firm bench rotation. That's my second point. Now you can go back to singing. That's, that's it right there? Well, I okay. don't have enough time now because you got to uh, keep doing your chance. <laughs> okay, my second point of Suns three-pointer, D.A. has got to be his harshest critic instead of his biggest fan. Yeah. He played so well on the defensive end of the floor, Basinonians. He, he was on the offensive end of the floor, I mean. He was aggressive on the offensive end of the floor. He was skillful. Somebody give me my glasses. He was the yin to the yang of Devin Booker. 
But if he thinks others believe he's dominating, and when I say others, I'm talking about in the league, he's got another thing coming. Tell the truth about where you need to get better and how you need to get better. Forget about complimenting yourself and start challenging yourself. Don't use false humility to do it. Use real humility. And you, DA, will be... You'll become your opponent's worst nightmare. And that's my second point. The Suns three-pointer. Three-pointer. Shazam! That's just showing off right there. Right. All right, my third point, and it's really hard to, to not go with this after last night, but last night wasn't the only game he did it. Devin Booker's not messing around. What did he call last year? The revenge tour. And then the revenge tour went horribly wrong against Dallas. Um, He's not really calling it anything this year. He just seems locked in. Now, I know. I know against the Lakers in the first round two years ago, he had a 47-point performance in the closeout. But last night, it just it felt different. It, It really did. Against the Lakers, that was his first playoff series. Hey, everybody, look what I can do. Last night, it was like, I'll just keep scoring until we win. Yep. You get the feeling if it would have taken 60, he would have done it. And you can't count on that every night. But I do think there's a little bit of Devin Booker, even though he's not bringing it up, and I'm glad he's not, that's like, man, that was embarrassing the way we lost last year to Dallas. And that's really, when you look at his playoff resume, that Dallas series is such an outlier to everything else we've ever seen from Devin Booker in the playoffs. I think in the right way, he took that personally. And I'm not saying that's 100% of why he's doing what he's doing. It might only be 2%, but I think it's a little extra edge. Okay, Luke, um, my third point of Suns three-pointer has got to be Devin Booker is becoming the eliminator. Now, wait a minute. Not the eliminator. The terminator. Your claws get them to me. Um, he is becoming the terminator. He took another step forward, I think, to becoming the unmitigated superstar he is. He's reached a new level, and last night, his legend grew, did it not, Kobe? He is playing at a legendary level when it matters the most. Those elimination games in the first round of the playoffs are different from other games, are they not? Devin Booker is growing before our very eyes, and he's going to continue to take steps going forward. And nobody knows that better than Devin Booker. And that's my third point of Suns three-pointer. See the shots that I took, wet like a book. Pretty good uh, overall first-round series for the Suns. I know they don't come out of it perfect. What I would say is if you're a Suns fan today and you're like, man, yeah, it's, yeah, okay, but the defense and the rebounding and that, what, what about the bench? Like, those are all legitimate things. Yeah. But if you want to feel better, take a step back and look around the NBA and tell me which team is perfect right now. This is not the era where you're going up against a dynasty, where you have to be perfect. This is not this is not the Warriors, I don't know, what, five, six years ago. This is not the 90s Bulls. This is not like even the Lakers, you know, early 2000s. You want to get better. You're not going to win the title playing the way you played against the Clippers. But I, I legitimately do believe the Suns are going to get better round by round. And I think they were probably their most vulnerable in the first round. Um, now they're going to play tougher teams as this goes. So that may, you know, it's going to look different. But it's not it's not like it's not like they have these glaring weaknesses and they're horribly flawed mm-hmm. and there are three just dominant teams out there i think if you just if you t- 
talked to basketball people and said just neutrally, don't take emotion out of it. Which teams would you be most afraid of? The Suns are going to be on everybody's list of two or three. Yeah, you know, I just I look at Devin Booker and I look at Kevin Durant and I think of how these guys have played in some of the biggest games of their career. And of course, I know that you've got KD's played in a lot more big games than Devin Booker has, of course. But both these guys are capable of stepping up. And it's it's the thing we continue to talk about. The reason why I'm so confident in this team is because if one is struggling to hit his shot, the other one most likely will not be. And vice versa. Absolutely. Can you imagine if this whole season comes down to one shot in that Denver series? I mean, you'll... you. Could will it? take yeah absolutely could could. Yes. you will take your chances with it being Kevin Durant or Devin Booker but I mean that's the series that we might be looking at here right now because in Denver they're like hey we owe this team we had the best record in the regular season and Jokic it's like he's winning MVP after MVP but not doing anything in the playoffs so he's probably like yeah this is my time this is this is going to be a fun series when we come back do the Suns need to develop more of a killer instinct that's a fair question to ask after last night it's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports the local sports leader Arizona Sports the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Clippers now. All right, Wolf, I, I know this is always your favorite thing, and I don't know. I'm assuming you're fully aware of it, but just, just to let you know. You look out there in the newsroom right now, there's a lot of people, right? Yeah. More than usual. You know why that is? No. Because they just had to go to a meeting while we were doing it. <laughs> they actually got some lunch, though, too. Well, man. Rick Rick came through big. Rick. Rick brought me, like, lunch and seven desserts and shirts. Yeah, like I a know. party. It's, yeah, Rick. I'm assuming was... these are from the, the meeting and not <laughs> he just went to a restaurant. Yeah, know. no. It's honestly looking at all the people come walking in from that meeting. Mm-hmm. They got plates of food, man. There's some dudes up there. They're doing the Wolfley name proud. They're piling that plate high. <laughs> but what the, if you've worked in radio, you know how it is. If you put like a stick of gum out there on that table. I know. Like remember the old baseball cards, like those those gum things that were like made out of powder uh, powder, and there was like a brick? Yeah. If you put one of those out there and you're like, hey, free food, it would get eaten. Yeah. Because that's what radio is. I, I couldn't afford those. I, mean, even as, I had <laughs> never had a nickel. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I don't know why you'd ever rub two nickels together. Anyway, well, that's yeah, not really the it's point. A, it's, just of, yeah. okay. it's not from the Terminator, is no, it? No, it isn't. Okay. I know you wanted to talk about this. Speaking of the Terminator, the killer instinct, or yes. lack thereof, for the Phoenix Suns. Now, this is a weird It's a weird um, angle to take the day after they win a series in five games because they did put the Clippers away. Once the Suns won a game, they never lost another game in that series. But every game was close in the fourth quarter, and the one last night especially, when they were up by 19 in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden, Russell Westbrook had a chance at a layup to tie the game. Something was missing there. Yeah, and you know, again, um, this is picking a scab on a severed arm. I understand that. But it's important because you're talking about the Suns in terms of winning a championship. It's not just what happened in Game 5 against the Clippers. It's not just what happened in those five games against the Los Angeles Clippers, as we all know. We're talking about the Suns in terms and in the context of winning a championship. 
What do you what do you think they've got to develop and get better at? One of them, I think, is a killer instinct. That's what I think they have to get better at. Listen, um, I wanted to see them adopt that early on in this game, and they did eventually. And then they lost it. And then they found it once again. Found it in time to win the game. It, but this has got to be developed. It, it is something, though, that they did a few times in this series. Uh, and that's not exactly killer instinct, but the Suns fell behind a few times in the series and then came back. And even in game one, they fell way behind and then took a huge lead and then ended up losing the game. Um, but you can almost write that off as that being the first game of the playoffs for both teams. What we saw last night was them come out and win the first quarter for the first time in a series. Yes. And then they didn't win the second quarter for the first time in the series. The first time. But the third quarter, once again, they were dominant. They scored 50 points. And that's, I, I, no matter how many times I say that number, every time I say it, I'm like, am I saying something? Am I lying on the radio? That's what it feels like when I say yeah. 50 points in a quarter. Devin Booker outscored the Clippers 25-24 in the third quarter. But the Clippers did come all the way back. And so I'm sure some of that is just the Clippers and the way they are wired. And a lot of that is Ty Lue. Um, but you're right. When you're talking big picture, what, what do you need specifically to fix if you want to win a title? You can't be going up on Denver by 12 in the fourth quarter and then letting Denver almost tie it. Because yeah. Denver will tie it. And then they will beat you in that game. Also, too, I don't think you know you, you can minimize some of the starts that the Suns have had as well. You need to be capable of going out there and being ready to go from the opening quarter. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why the killer instinct really did come out in that third quarter. I I'm big on starts. You know this. Starting games and starting halves. And starting they've been the starting second the second half. half very well. They've been starting the second half very, very well. But, you know, it went away last night quickly in the fourth quarter. They started that that second half. Oh, my goodness. You already said it. 50 points in the third quarter and only gave up 24 just seize control of the game, the elimination game that it was. Seize control of it. And in thus doing, seize control of the series because you knew that's it. You're done. Except there was one problem. The Clippers didn't get the memo. Even though they were down by what, 20? 19. I I remember at one point it was 19. Maybe it was 20. You know, honestly, when it was 19... It felt like, all right, the celebration has begun. Booker's well into the 40s in this game. He's playing a monster game. The Clippers are done. And then all of a sudden, it was a two-point game. Sloppy turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sloppy there was passes. A lot of them. And a lot of threes. A lot of threes hit by the Clippers in the span of... Where they, they, they erased like 12 points in like a minute, basically. Which is why... You look forward and you're like, okay, what are you going to do against a team like Golden yeah. State if you play them or somebody that can hit a lot of threes? And, you know, the, the killer instinct is not when you get down in games and you're able to come back. That That's not the killer instinct. The killer instinct is when you get up on teams and you know you got them. That's when you got to bury them. That's when a killer instinct comes out and says, we got you. And you think you're going to come back? There's not going to be any comeback. There's not going to be any comeback. And by the way, watch. Because I'm going to jam it down your throat. 
Isn't that right, D-Buck? Here's Devin Booker talking about the Clippers' comeback last night. No, I, I never underestimate my opponent, um, especially those guys. They've been playing hard the, the whole series. Um, you know, most of the time they started out and then we came back, but, you know, they, they have something in their bag of tricks this game. Four straight threes is tough. Uh, Bismack Biombo joined the show here uh, earlier and told us closing teams out in the NBA is one of the hardest things to do. In the NBA in general, closing a team or winning a series is not the easiest thing to do because everybody make it to the playoffs for a reason. You know, I think we kind of seen that with what's happening between Memphis and um, the Lakers and uh, and Miami and, and Milwaukee because every it, it's almost like we we all starting the new season zero zero and uh, and honestly I thought we all did a good job. You know, uh, we followed the you know coach's game plan and, and then kind of stick with it. Throughout the, uh, the game, I think at some point we're down ten, uh, but just being able to to be patient and understanding that is, you know, it's going to be hard to close them. How about this, Wolf? If you need if you need evidence to reinforce what Bismack's saying right there. Look at the Celtics game last night, right? Boston, a team a lot of people think could mm-hmm. win the title, and they're up on Atlanta by ten going into the fourth quarter, and they yeah. end up losing. Yeah. Like they didn't just lose a lead or, or let it get close. They lost the game. At least the Suns won the game. Yes. So now Boston's playing a game six against the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's, you know, you got to bury them when given the opportunity to do it. That's You'd love to see the Phoenix Suns develop that killer instinct. And again, it's going to take time. It is because they've got such an integral piece, part of the equation, the variable that is Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, it's not just on the offensive end, it's on the defensive end as well, where everybody's got to figure out how this is going to work. The communication on the defensive end has got to continue to develop. It's a work in progress going forward with Kevin Durant, especially, I would say, on the defensive end. Even though he's a very good defender individually, he is, but... Look at what the Suns' problem is right now. Is it scoring the basketball? No. No. No, no it is not scoring the basketball. last night in regulation. Exactly right. They gave up 70 points and a half. 70 points to a team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. 70 points. I'd add to that. And Russell Westbrook couldn't hit a shot. And, he was 3 yes. of 18. So they were basically down to their fourth option and, and lower for scoring. Yes. So, you know, uh, once again, um, they've got to develop that. And it will take some time, but I hope they do because once you've got an opportunity, you can't be giving good teams. You can't be giving great teams second chances to get back into games. How crazy is the idea, though, that if if they go on a run here and they get back to the finals, so what? two years ago they went through the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Clippers, they could feasibly go through the Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers to get there in reverse order. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that strange? Yes. And I guess... Technically, Milwaukee's still in the playoffs, too. You can meet them again. The Lakers. Uh, let's the regular hear... season matters. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's say, uh, you want to hear from some listeners yeah. next? Oh, right. yeah. yeah. We're do a listeners wow. only meeting. Oh, oh, yes. oh, I want to hear this more than anything else. Well, 602-260-9870. Also, you can text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. But when we come back, it is your turn. What is your confidence level in the Suns after what you saw through five playoff games against the Clippers? 602 260 Eight seven zero. Are you worried about Denver? Do you feel like they're going to go right through Denver? Again, 602-260-9870. 
Calls next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Clippers now. Yeah, we've been talking Suns Clippers, Wolf. We'll continue to. But why not let some listeners weigh in on this one? Oh, this is so cool, right? This one's only meeting a little bit. Yeah, you can, you absolutely, you can vent about letting a lead like that slip away in the fourth. I know a lot of people feel like the Suns should have handled the Clippers more than they did, but at the same time, they did win the series in five games. Um, Let's just go out to the phones. Let's start with uh, Frank in Paradise Valley. Frank, what's going on? You're on the Wolf and Luke show. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Ron, how are you, sir? What's up, Frankie? You know, I remember the good old days sitting at Wolfley, solving life's problems, sitting at the bar, <laughs> talking about everything, wishing someday the Suns would be good. And now look. Wow. Yeah. Very, very impressive last night. Uh, one thing that concerns me a little bit with the Nuggets is uh, they've got a really tall front line. That is a big, big group of guys. 6'10", 6'10", 7' foot with the Joker. Um, but I just realized the Suns are kind of big along the front line as well. Um you know, I think there's going to be some matchup issues with them. And then obviously looking ahead past them, who's going to win? Lakers, Golden State, don't know about that either. But I think overall, I think we have to be confident, don't we? You know, as long as we can hold in with some of the bigger teams and kind of keep that rebounding at least uh, at least respectable. Yeah, no, I, I really like the, the chances of at least them getting to the uh, Western Conference Finals, but I really kind of like them uh, advancing all the way through. And then let's, let's look at what's going over on the East, I think the Bucks are a huge matchup problem with any team, but they still have to get out of this round. And there's no guarantee. Aren't they down 3-1 over there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but no, extremely confident with the uh, direction this team is going in. Bench is a little a little disconcerting, but uh, no, I still think there are some players. I think they're Ross. I still think that TJ still have a, still have something to, still have something they can contribute here as we continue to advance uh, into the playoffs. Fingers crossed, guys. Take yeah. care. Thanks, Sounds Frank. great, Frankie. Appreciate Thank you it. very much right there. Get your own podcast, Frank. That's what I, is my suggestion to you right there. Well said. Uh, you know, he's right, too, to, to bring up the Bucks. Um, I don't think anybody's writing the Bucks off because they're, I still think, probably the most dangerous team in the playoffs. But they could be done by the time we do the show tomorrow. If they lose to Miami tonight, they're done. Tell me that will not be the biggest shock. Yeah. Something, it, it, honestly. Based on earnings, if somebody said to you, what would be the biggest surprise of the NBA season? That. <laughs> uh, that would have been it right there. The Miami Heat eliminate the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. I, that would have been it. I would not want to have to win three straight against Jimmy Butler's team in the playoffs. Man, even if you're the talk, better team. A killer instinct, man. Uh, back out to the phone. 602-260-9870. Let's talk to Jeremy and Chandler. Jeremy, what's going on? Not much, guys. Thank you for having me on. I just want to say I'm about 75% confident, and the only reason why is because our bench play over the past five games, it hasn't been consistent. I don't think DA more. I mean, DA needs to be more involved. He needs to be consistent as well. Um, I think if a team, a team like uh, Denver, who's more complete than us, you know, they can walk all over us potentially. But I think we, we can win in seven games, given the, given the um, circumstances. Nice. Jeremy, I appreciate the call. Yeah, look, I mean, he, he he brings up probably your two biggest worries if you're the Suns right now against Denver, rebounding and depth. 
and and I don't know that those two fears were yeah. were you know, washed away in that last round. Yeah, can I just just tweak what you just said right there? Rebounding defense and depth. That would be number two for me. It'd be their defense as well. And I'd like to see them play better as a unit, play much better as a unit on the defensive end of the floor. See, I, I part of me thinks the defense will come around. The rebounding and the depth, this might just be who you are. The defense, see, I, I'll, I, I never, think I'll never accept the rebounding. You're getting beat on both ends of the floor. You, uh. Why? Why are you getting beat rebounding on both ends of the Somebody's outworking you. I, I'm not, That's what's I, happening. I'm not accepting it. I'm just saying the defense, I have more confidence they can fix that. I think your depth, I think the depth, I think that's something that it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's go back out to the phones before Wolf loses it. Let's uh, talk to James in Sun City. James, you're on the Wolf and Luke show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Up, James? You know, I'm really confident that we can win. Uh, at least make it to the finals. I think we can beat Denver because I think Kevin Durant's value to the Suns is different than most people think it is because Denver's going to have to double-team somebody. Who are they going to double-team? If they double-team Durant, they're going to leave Booker wide open. If they double-team Booker, Durant's going to be open. I think we are a scoring nightmare for teams. Yeah, James, I I, I appreciate the call, and I agree with – he just kind of hit on why – I think a lot of people are so confident going into the series. At least for me, the Suns may not blow anybody out, but at the end of the game, when you have Durant and Booker, I feel like you're going to win most games. So it might be like like this past series is a perfect example. Clippers don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. And Russell Westbrook is shooting three of 18. Oh, you should blow that team out. You didn't blow them out. But they do keep winning those games. They keep winning those games. You can't say that enough. I know. You can't say it enough. I, do I want to see him get better? Yes, because I think like a player, and I always will. There, there's a lot of stuff they've got to get better at. If they want to win a championship, they've got to continue the process of playing with KD on both ends of the floor and get better. But once again, when you think of how competitive these five games were with the Clippers, there was one common denominator late. The Suns won the games. <laughs> Yeah, that was the common denominator. It's, it's not like they've won seven of the thirteen, so they have a winning record. They are twelve and one with Kevin Durant in the lineup, and I don't even feel like they've fully had to go to him yet. And I understand no Kawhi, no Paul George. You got to say that over and over and over again. But still, they found a way to win the game. Uh, back out to the phones. Let's talk to Robert in Phoenix. Robert, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, yeah, as far as my confidence level on the Suns right now. Pretty high. I mean, I'll put it at if I was rated not at one or two ten, I'll go to a nine. The reason why I'm confident against them beating the Nuggets, though, in particular, is just because of the Nuggets' past struggles. They don't do well. They, as a team, and Jokic, as a player, does not do well in the playoffs. I'm gonna say it time and time again. I mean, he even struggled against DeAndre. And granted, he had the numbers the first time they played, but he shot terribly. So, I mean, as far as beating them, I think we're gonna get past them easily. And I'm calling it in the six. All right. Wow. Specific number. Thanks, yeah. Robert. We appreciate the call. Uh, I think six is. I don't think that's crazy at all. I know. I can't help this right now, but if the Suns win this series, which I do think they will win, and if it went seven, I, I haven't 
that that's not my official guess. Okay. By the way, okay, we'll but I just we we'll have to make official guesses till Friday. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I made up that rule. I don't even know if that's true. okay. But right now, I think DA is going to be at the heart of that. Whatever, whatever I'm feeling in regard to DA against the Joker, that's going to be the matchup of this series. See, when you say that. It feels a little dicier going up against the two-time MVP that might yeah. be the third MVP, and all we talk yeah, about. Yeah, Da has played very well. He has. He has played well him. against him, uh, and I, he just needs to be close. He doesn't need to win the matchup because the Suns will win other matchups. Let's take one more here. Let's fit in uh, Matt in Glendale. Matt, what's going on? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, Matt? Uh, good to hear from you guys. Uh, just a couple thoughts. Uh, pretty confident the Suns will take the Nuggets down in this series. I think it comes down to superstars, Booker and Durant, better than Jokic and Murray at this point. Um, but I did just want to get your guys' thoughts on Kevin Durant's usage in the fourth quarter. It seemed like for the last four or five minutes, once Clippers went on that big run, I didn't see Durant get very many touches except for that last minute or so when I think he scored the last six points to sort of ice the game. But it seemed like in the big three- or four-minute stretch there when the Clippers are doing their most damage, he stood in the corner and did a lot of watching for minutes at a time, which seems uh, not a great strategy when you have one of the greatest players of all time on the floor. Just wanted to hear what you guys have to say. Thank you. Matt, we appreciate the call. and it's um, a good point. That worked out perfectly because that's what we're going to talk about next. So it's like Matt pays more attention to the show sheet somehow than Wolf does. Look at this. It's amazing. That's not a surprise. Yeah, well, all right. When well we come done, back, per- perfect setup, Matt. Stay tuned through the break because when we come back, the Suns now 12-1 and with KD, but have they even really had to unlock him to his full potential yet? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Clippers now. That's funny, Wolf. We had we had the listeners only meeting. We were going to do it earlier in the show, and then we had the interview set up with Bismack Biombo, so we moved it to later in the show. And by doing that, we moved this Kevin Durant topic, and then our last caller, Matt, brought up Kevin Durant. So this this works out pretty well because I'm of the belief, and I think most people would feel this way, that the Suns really haven't even had to lean on Kevin Durant yet. They're 12-1 and with him in the lineup. He's had, you know, he's Kevin Durant. <laughs> But but it's not like they've it's it's not. Do you look at any of those first five games? You're like, oh, they won that game because KD went off. Right. The game he went off in was the second quarter of the first game, and they ended up losing that game where he had 17 points in one quarter. Think about that. The Suns had a guy have 17 points in a quarter, and another guy have 25 points in a different quarter in the same series. <laughs> So, just kind of a, a, a quick showing of what they uh, what they have offensively. But even with all that, and you're like, yeah, okay, KD really hasn't gone off yet. He's averaging 28.4 points per game in the playoffs. He's doing just fine for <laughs> That's, himself. It really is incredible right now. So what do you think? You think the Suns are trying to find how to use him better? I mean, is that what you're you're implying right here because of the last caller who said he kind of disappeared at the end of the game? Well, I think they're going to have to to get as far as they want to go. But I, I'm I'm kind of viewing it a different way of, to me, it's a good thing that they won their first round series in five games and they never really fully unlocked KD because 
you can unlock KD. Um, and even with that, he's still seventh in the NBA in scoring right now. Is that yeah, eighth? I don't know what I don't know how these people count, but either way, he's eighth. Yeah. He's twenty-eight point four points per game is behind only Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards, Kawhi Leonard, which he only played two games, Jimmy Butler, and of course Devin Booker is leading the way. So the Suns have two of the top eight scorers in these playoffs, and you would argue the second one has just you know this this feels like this is KD's baseline. Yeah, I'll give you twenty eight point four points per night every yeah, night. But if you need more <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get me the ball and I'll get you more. Yeah. Um you know, once again when you're talking about a great player and we're talking about a, one of the greatest players of all time in Kevin Durant, you have to remember so much of the time it's what that great player does when he doesn't even have the ball in his hand. It's what that player does when he's not even taking a shot. It's what that player does for your team, generally speaking, overall, both in a very tangible kind of way on the floor and the intangibles. All of the confidence that he brings to the team and brings to a lot of his teammates as well. You just you, you can't understand that, maybe, unless... Unless you, you played sports at a high level and understand what a great player is. And you don't, I, I'm not talking about playing at the NFL level or at the NBA level. I'm talking about in college or something like that where there was a great player. I, I don't know. Maybe you could apply it to work and understand that concept of the kind of confidence that a team has, a sales team, whatever it may be, when they know the leadership of that sales team is nails. And this guy knows what he's doing, and it gives you confidence doing it with him, working at your job. Maybe you can apply it and understand just what kind of impact a guy like Kevin Durant has on his teammates. Doesn't it feel like right now if you are if you're another team and you're looking at the Suns after last night's game you're like man okay if we're going to take the Suns out <laughs> can't have Devin Booker scoring 47 points and and you're probably not real happy that the Clippers he kind of right. got going against the Clippers right? right so you're looking at the Suns you're like we got to figure out and, and Chris Paul what is it? Chris Paul's he's a he's a catch and shoot guy now <laughs> I mean, we, we, we got to deal with him and he's and, knocking it down yeah and then you're like okay and, and even DA I mean if he brings it on any given night that Tesla battery if he has that then and he's and then you're like who's the guy over there in the corner oh that's yeah. Kevin Durant right yeah, that that's the one that you haven't even really had to deal with yet. Yeah, I, yeah. honestly, right now, I think they're they're going to try to do something about Kevin Durant. I I think that's what they're going to do. That's what the Clippers did, right? They they tried to shut down Dur- or slow down Durant with when, with uh, when they had Kawhi the first two games. They focused more on him and. Look what Booker did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to focus an awful lot on Kevin Durant. But again, think of the aid, comfort, and shelter that offers Devin Booker. <laughs> Just, it is great players when you have great players. It, it, they do so much for you when they don't even touch the ball. When, when you've got the Denver Nuggets who are going to be hyper-focused on Kevin Durant. Now, they're going to be hyper-focused on Book as well. They are. Pick your poison. Which one are you going to choose? You were talking about this earlier. You have been talking about it for a long, long time. It's one of the powers, one of the reasons why the the Suns went out and said, Kevin Durant is worth Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. And a bunch of picks. And a bunch of picks. That's it right there. I mean, I know you gave up a lot. You gave up a lot. But so far... 
He's been exactly as advertised. He has. You've won has 12 of the 13 games that he's played. You're you're 4 and 1 in the playoffs with him and he's averaging 28.4 points per game, but <laughs> what it was Booker said the other day, it's it's more the gravity of him out there. Of teams it's, you have to account for him. You have gravity, to. That's what I'm talking about, where he doesn't even get the ball. Yeah. He's just out on the floor. And everyone's like, oh, that's KD. And Book is blowing <laughs> by you. Hey, where's the ball? Oh, that, that Booker has it. He just put up 47 on you. Uh, here's Kevin Durant postgame talking about the fact that he has now played. KD's played with some great players throughout his career because Harden and Westbrook early when they were all just breaking into the league together. But obviously, Booker now and certainly Steph Curry as well. Um, you playing with special players. Um, they just bring the best out of you playing with Steph. You watch him every day. You watch his work ethic. You admire his attention to detail. And you take some stuff from that. You see somebody like Book, and you see his journey. You see his work ethic and love for the game. You try to pull some stuff from them, too. So it's always iron sharpening iron. And it's you know, getting getting the opportunity to play with some of the best players of all time. Uh, it's something that uh, is going to only make my game better and, and just make my story better, to be honest. So uh, sky's the limit. You know, we're enjoying this moment. And we just won't, don't want to take it for granted. Oh he, he said gosh. what Booker said. Did you hear the iron sharpening iron thing? Yeah, I and did Booker said that. it, too. So now you got iron sharpening iron talking about iron sharpening iron. Kevin, you're, you're one of the greatest players ever to play in the NBA. You're one of the greatest players. You're a two-time MVP in the finals. What are you talking about? He's making you better. Listen, listen to the, the, the unmitigated humility of Kevin Durant. This gets me jacked. I get fired up when I hear that. You're talking about greatness in regard to Kevin Durant. How wrong, Ron Wolfley, could you have possibly have been about Kevin Durant all the way back in the summer? All the drama. I there's drama wherever he goes. Oh, shut up. I I apologize, KD. I've done it before. I've I've apologized multiple times, but I was wrong dead wrong about you as a person. This is the kind of humility that is legendary to me because he means it. You can hear it. He means it. He's not just saying it to be, hey, look at me. I'm so humble. He's not. He means what he's saying. Man, that's that's huge. You think Mark Cuban ever, like, at some point this offseason is going to be like, all right, let's work on uh, who did we get? We got from we got KD from Brooklyn, right? Uh, no, actually, Mark, we got Kyrie. Did you say you wanted KD? We got Kyrie. Like, ugh. man, Oops. can you imagine if KD would have been a Dallas Maverick? No, I would have hated that, and I don't even want to think about it. But well, instead, they what? got Kyrie and they missed the playoffs. Well, they didn't have they didn't have the goods though. They did not. They didn't have Mikael Bridges or no. Cam Johnson. They didn't have Devin Booker who. I think more than anybody probably drew KD here. Although, give, you know, I know people like to get on Monty Williams because they're like, oh, he got out coached again. Oh, you got, we talked to Bismack earlier and he talked about that's part of the reason that he came here. I know it's part of the reason KD came here. It's certainly part of the reason Chris Paul came here. It, I, I get it. Predominantly, yeah, it's, it's Devin Booker, but these guys all look up to Monty Williams. Yeah, you know, you're right about that, too. What if KD just said, you know, no, I don't want to go to Dallas? It wouldn't have mattered what they would have offered him. No, I don't want to go to Dallas. I don't want to do that. I don't want to miss the playoffs. Okay. (laughs) Well, no, they may have made the playoffs. (laughs) I understand. But But in my world, that's that's how he looked at it. I don't want to go there. And because of that, there was Niet. You had no choice. You had to go with Kyrie. 
<laughs> what a bummer that is. That's a real shame. Um, now, now you you're going to see a team that also has two two All Star caliber weapons with uh, with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. So this is going to get real interesting here in a couple of days. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks to Bismack Biombo, Mike Hayes, and Kellen Olson for joining the show. Uh, Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gabo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength.